good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is Material, episode 109, and I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Russell Ivanovich. And I am Florence Ion. And boy, we have each had our separate adventures this week. Uh, this is this is going to be kind of like the Canterbury Tales, only with less veiled sexual content and jokes you can maybe understand. But yes, we each have our own Bard's Tale and the Summoner's Tale. Or our uh, okay, that's I, I know Bart's what I was... Tale. I took Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out I... to Bart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I started. I, I started to just find out, say, I'll make jokes about which of the individual tales, and I realized that I remember there was a bard's tale. But then the next thing I remember about the, the Canterbury's tales is that I definitely just read the cliff notes on that one when I was assigned it in high school. I definitely had no interest in reading the actual thing, so I am totally incapable of even making a sly pun about ah, it. Cliff notes. Ugh. Sometimes I need cliff notes just for my everyday. Unfortunately, those <laughs> don't exist. I have to just navigate on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I like to sit on a cliff reading notes. I'd, yeah, that's all I've got. You can do, do that in Australia. I hear there's lots of beautiful cliffs there. Yeah. Do we know this cliff? Uh, is, 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 let's just say it's Uluru, Ayers Rock. Surely that's the only cliff in, in the oh. entirety of Australia that, that people sit on, isn't it? There's, there's no other ones. No one else knows about any other ones. Spot quiz. Name another Australian mountain. Dave. I always thought Dave would be a great name for a mountain. Dave. Mount Dave. That works. I know nothing about Australian mountains. I'm so sorry. Do you know oh, things about United States mountains? Oh, are you kidding me? Apple has been shoving this down our throats for how long now? Oh, yeah, that's you true. Sierra, <laughs> hey, high Sierra. You got I'm a like, cheat sheet. That's not fair. Sierra. <laughs> who, who is naming your mountains? There's a mountain and there's a mountain that's a bit taller than this mountain. So we're going to call it High Sierra. Like, ah, oh, that's not how you name mountains. <sighs> well... That's what we named it. Well, at least it's more clever than how we name like asteroids and heavenly bodies and say, <laughs> and one day children will look up and one day dream of a little child just like them living on a little planet called A14481 2. <laughs> yeah, stupid astronomers get so lazy. They're like, there's too many of these things. I couldn't name them all. I'm just going to use numbers and signatures. Terrible, terrible. I, That's I, a job I want. I want a job where I can consult on planet names. Yeah, I, I will admit I'm jealous of astronomers. If there's any listening, like I'm not trying to besmirch your job. I wish I had it. That's that's just how simple it is. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I, we had some listener feedback from the last episode. I have to run this past yes. you too because I find this really hard to believe, but I want to call our listeners liars, so let's not go there. Um, Uh-oh. We, we asked them a simple question. Turn your phone over as long as you're not driving. Check the back. Is your um, lens camera smudged? And we had quite a few responses. 100% of all respondents claimed that their lenses were not smudged at all. Hmm. Okay. Number one, have you had your eyeglass prescription updated recently? <laughs> Number two, are you just simply contrary individuals and you have to throw shade at us? Or, may, or maybe Samsung has, like, all these things the devices have, what they call you know, the, that oleophobic coating on them that resists, like, you know, oil and, and, and fats from our skin. Maybe it has, the, the, for, just for the lens cover, there's, like, an oleo-hostile one that takes any smudges it might have acquired and just forces it back onto your fingertips. So, like, you wind up with a greasier finger than when you started because you're actually cleaning the Ew. lens. <laughs> That's so gross. I know Samsung already has their their own PR problems with the, with the Galaxy line, but um, well, I will say I just looked at my Pixel and it is definitely smudged. So, and hmm. I, that's public transportation smudge. So that could be anything. <laughs> um, Don't lick it. Uh, I I will not. Although I have to say, 
I really wish I carried some hand sanitizer today. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I was so hungry. I didn't eat. I didn't eat because I couldn't clean my hands. Like, that's what it's come to in 2017 for me. So is this the, the infamous Bart? Yes. And the thing is, I had hopped between trains. And when you hop between trains, like, it's open. So you're basically hopping in, like, midair with all this dirt. And, like, you're touching the outside of the train to get to the – it's, it's like, spelunking. It's quite fun, <laughs> actually. If not, sometimes my heart beats a little, like, just please, God, please, God, let the door open so I can get back onto the train. <laughs> anyway, so that's why my phone might be dirty. It's <laughs> my thought. I was holding it in my hand, too, which is not a good thing. Wow, I don't have good practices for holding phones. <laughs> well, at least uh, you're you're safe enough. I mean, I I've, I was just watching a video from uh, I think it's Norm Chan from Tested, who mm-hmm. broke a, broke a, like a, a two thousand dollar camera lens for the second time because and, this, and this, he said this in the video. I like like it was just an incidental piece of trivia that well I don't I don't use a camera strap I don't use a, even a hand strap I just simply try to hold on to it and say oh maybe this is why you're dropping four thousand dollar camera bodies with two thousand dollar lenses on it. Uh, can I be honest? I'm the same, but I don't have a two thousand dollar camera though. I okay. have a little Canon SL one. It's like four hundo on Amazon or whatever. Um, it's pretty cheap, so I'm okay if it drops. Oh man, not like like not even like just like the little tiny like like friendship bracelet scale like uh, like wrist strap. I'm looking you, into one put... actually. There's okay. one in my cart. No, there's actually one in my cart right now because I said I need something <laughs> stylish to because I'm always cradling it like a baby and like you can drop a baby, you can drop a camera. <laughs> there's a show title if I've ever heard. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you also have a replacement baby in your Amazon shopping cart? Yes, it's very easy. I mean, Amazon lets you shop for healthcare. Why can't you shop for babies as well? I mean, well, see that, well, that's, see, that the that's the problem. It's like you, you, it's like a you're on Amazon so often where you find exactly the thing that you want, whether it's like a, an ingredient for a recipe. Sometimes it's even like a, a popular CD, but you can't just buy it because you it's an add-on item. So like you want that baby, but it only costs like four dollars and eighty cents, and you'd much rather pay the full price of thirty dollars if you could get it when you need to get it. But no, it has to stay in your cart for like three weeks until you finally have to buy like another spool of labeling tape for your brother P-Touch and then finally <laughs> you, you can get that baby that you've been telling your parents that you've had for the past three years. <laughs> oh, my parents would love that. Mom, Dad, I bought a baby. Yeah. Before finally. This- <laughs> it took you long enough. Before this gets any weirder, Flo, I have to say we did get one other amazing bit of listener feedback is um, yes. on last week's show, I believe I heard fairly clearly you were singing The, the Hills Are Alive, The, the Sound yes. of Music. We got an amazing tweet from one of our listeners who was actually on a hill at the time while you were singing. So no pressure, but this particular show you have to try and recreate that with some, one of our other listeners in a different song. Uh, I, so does that mean like whatever I sing, the prophecy come true? Like exactly. I, if I sing, my heart will go on like my heart will go on. Someone's like, my heart's literally beating right now. It's amazing. It's yes. still beating. Out of my chest and <laughs> my- into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe let's not kill any of our listeners if we can, if we can help it. Oh, no, 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 no. I meant me. I meant me. <laughs> not you. <laughs> so, Russell, what's this about you going back to the pixel I hear? Hmm? Mm, I'm holding a phone here, Flo. It is the smaller of the two pixels. It is not extra large. And... I have to say, I want to talk more about this um, later in the show. Flo's got some amazing stuff because she actually went to an event. I want to hear from Andy as well. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about Android O uh, later today as well. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say this phone is so tiny. When you've gone from the Galaxy S8 that has bezels like 
up here and like down there. I'm, I'm pointing at the sky for those that can't see. This thing has huge bezels. They're just so ginormous. It's like going back into the, the <laughs> 60s, you know, when they were still making those curvy cars and you're like, yeah, look at the curves on this. Look how much extra car you get versus like cabin that you sit in. That's what this phone feels like now. It's like there's there's so much extra extra car that's around. This analogy is really broken down. But extra you know what I mean? Car. You know what I mean? The screen's so <laughs> tiny compared to the, the size of the phone and the phone is still really tiny itself. I just feel like... I just feel like I'm typing on a phone for ants, like having gone from the, the S8 to this, it's like I can't type, my thumbs are too close together. Well, I have problems <laughs> typing with the Galaxy S8 because there's too much screen and and my <laughs> and like the way that I type, it's just the part of my my palm is just con- constantly hitting the screen and, and hitting other things on the screen that shouldn't be hit. And I have such a hard time typing with the Galaxy S8. I, I mean... I have the Pixel XL, so you're probably talking to the wrong person because I, I still love the XL. Yeah, I, I wonder. It, you know that there is a lot of people. There are a lot of people at at uh, at Google and at Apple and all these companies whose entire job it is to figure out what we actually meant to tap on when we tap on what we th- think we're tapping on. Like the, I, I was talking to uh, a keyboard engineer from three or four years ago, a software engineer who. It was a simple question, and clearly no one has ever asked him about his work before. And it was it was a great conversation, but he went out for it must have been more than thirty minutes explaining exactly why. And the weird thing is, for on the left half of the keyboard, you'd think people would misstrike on the right side, but we found out we spent months on this. It turns out it's usually to the left. So that was changed our thinking about people. It's like yeah, so that, that that's why I'm so fascinated as we start to delete. Uh, bezels like safe places for us to hold the phone how much more work is involved to make sure okay are they swiping are they tapping or are they just holding i'm i'm hey guys i'm I'm happy my job here is secure but i'm i really wish i could move my career beyond just simply figuring out when people did not actually intend to tap that thing that the operating system seems to think that they wanted to tap and then just when you've got all that figured out, one of the marketing people runs in and she's like, I've got a, the most amazing idea ever. Everyone stop, drop what you're doing. What if you could squeeze your phone as well? And all the engineers are like, no, please no. <laughs> it's a, I don't uh, know. So- I kind of like the squeeze mechanism. <laughs> i got nothing against squeezing. I'm just saying if you're an engineer that's been trying to figure out all these edge detection taps as well and someone else is like, yeah, on top of that, now you get to figure out is the user squeezing or not. I forget. Is that on the new HTC or the new LG? I think it's the HTC. It's the, isn't it? HTC. Yeah, the U11. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Yeah. I like the. I like. I haven't used it. I like the idea of it. If it's not another damn thing, I've got to add to my mental idea of how I use random software. Next if- Pixel, you might have to. <laughs> and that's a stock Google phone. Yeah, and well, the oh, there's there's some new renders out of a new hypothetical Pixel Two link, uh, but it's the sort of there 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 are two different ways you can recognize when a source on a leak might be very very good. Number one is when they mention what their the the leaker's hit rate is so far, and another one is when the company that wants you to click through on this. It, Let's find three to eight thousand dollars to really fund a really good detailed render of this because we 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 want it to we want to look really good in September when this is revealed because we think this is real. So that, that's the level that I, I don't know. Who, I don't have the leaker in front of me, but it's again one of those things that makes you want to read it twice and say, okay, it's still a it's still a rumor, but maybe it's a good rumor. So it's not just that there might be squeezability, but also they might remove the headphone jack because no one uses the headphones. <gasps> Nobody. You guys, I have to tell you, 
it was so cute the other day. Uh, my friend, who also uh, helps me with my beauty regimens, I will say, um, she got the new iPhone 7 and she had no idea. She, she busted out the square <laughs> so I could pay her. And she had no idea that it didn't have a headphone jack. And I just... I really, I, I don't know, for some reason, I just kind of really admired that for a second because I just said that, like, how how wonderful for you to not, like, know the world after no headphone jacks. Anyway, sorry. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's but, a beautiful see, anecdote. But, yeah, I know. It's like, but it's, it's like everyone I've talked to, I, I think, I, I wish I could collect, I've collected $5 from everyone I know who is an iPhone user, all my friends who said, oh, come on, it's, I know it'll be maybe a little bit inconvenient, but I, you know, I use Bluetooth headphones all the time. I mean, Apple has to move forward. And I said, okay, I've, I'm going to reaching in my wallet. I'm taking out $5. If you, if you, you can match this with $1, we will seal it in an envelope. If in the next, let's say one year, after you've forgotten about this bet, you, you tweet out, a picture of you with a pair of plug-in headphones trying to plug it into the iPhone 7 and mentioning about how – and now the cabin door has just closed and I realize I now have no way to listen to all the music and movies that I put aside for the six-hour flight. I get to keep your dollar. If it doesn't happen, you get your five, you get five bucks and your dollar back. I think I would be – well, I, I would say, I can't say millionaire because I would maybe be a 10 heir because that's about as many friends as I actually have. But the principle <laughs> is the same. It's like it's it's the spare tire in the in your trunk. It's like, oh, come. I'm just glad that I don't that they're saving the weight in the car. And I bet that that takes the price down a little bit. And there's so much extra room in the trunk. And that but like that once or twice a year when you're like, oh, fudge. That's why I like to get. The headphones with the uh, headphone jack on them uh, out as well, even though they're Bluetooth, because I have like the worst time pairing anything Bluetooth in the air. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's just because the Pixel I have has had the Bluetooth problems that everybody keeps chattering about online. Maybe it's just because there's too many darn Bluetooth things on an airplane running mm -hmm. at the same time. Or maybe it's just because things don't like me sometimes and I... At least there's a backup for that. That's all, that's all I ask. I can just see Flo on a plane. I'm sick of all these gosh darn Bluetooth devices on this gosh darn plane. Get them off. I do the same thing, Flo. Whenever I travel with my wireless headphones, I bring the little cord because I'm like, this is going to be a million times easier just to plug this thing in. And I know we've hammered this to death. Our listeners are probably sick of it, but I'm still on team headphone jack. Literally this morning, Andy, I, I lost you a $1 bet. I was testing something <laughs> and I, I, I didn't even think about it. I went to plug a pair of headphones into my iPhone 7 and I'm like, there's no hole. Oh, there's no hole for this. Yes, <laughs> silly me. And then I had to wander the office yeah. looking for like the, the special Apple only headphones. <laughs> Does anybody have a dongle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my my, o my only piece of dogma that I will I will preach about this is that if you're gonna take away the headphone jack, tell me what you gave me. It's you, you how you use that extra space to make the phone better. That's better than having a wired headphone jack. Because when Apple did their big you know, big dog and pony show, do you know that the headphone headphones are jacks are over a hundred years old? And with by deleting the headphone jack, it, we can make this waterproof now. We can put in so many extra things. And then like Galaxy, I say, well, actually, our phone is just as waterproof, and it actually has more hardware features than yours, and also has a headphone jack. So I don't know what you're talking about there, Phil. <laughs> so I have to know. Flo, you went to an event today. That's why we're recording a bit a bit later than normal, which is actually, it's awesome. It's afternoon here. I'm loving this and you guys are falling asleep on the other end. But tell us, <laughs> tell us what happened at the Asus event. And more importantly, is there a headphone jack in the bottom of this new phone? 
well, well, since you said that, you know, this is so late that especially I'm on the East Coast, so I'm even three hours ahead. I am just going to go and take a nap. And I'll be back in a few minutes. Refresh since, and you can, and Russell, you can think about what a funny little joke that was. Oh yeah, I was about to say he's like, this is great for me. Well, Andy's actually leaving. Oh wow, well okay, I guess that's what we do now. Take it away, Flo. Tell us about Asus. Is it Asus or right. Asus? Asus. Asus. Um, you know what's really bad is that I totally didn't check to see if there was a headphone jack. On the said phone Oh, what a mean host. I set you up for that one. I'm sorry. It does have a headphone jack. No, it's okay. It does have a headphone jack, so we're good on that, which is good because you're going to want a thing with a headphone jack because you can actually use it to walk around in augmented reality. So what I did is I went to a little um, Asus-like pop-up preview event. It, it was at a little uh, art gallery in downtown San Francisco. We do have some of those, believe it or not. I know we're kind of a small city, but uh, we do have art galleries. <laughs> and um, it, what it, they did is they put a bunch of different Zenfone AR stations and kind of showed you like the different things that you could do. The thing about the demo though, is that I had seen a lot of these kind of already in action at Google I.O. Uh, this past year. So some of them were kind of a reprise. So they had um, they had Slingshot Island there, which is like a fun game where you can like kind of maneuver yourself around like an island floating in, uh, in the real world sort of thing. And you can, you know, shoot slingshots at it. Um, I saw that at like a Tango Press event late last year. Uh, there were um, expeditions in the classroom on display so that you could see uh, the solar system, you could see the earth, you know, uh, kind of the way that Google sees these things being used in the classroom. Um, and there were also uh, two shopping apps that I got to see. So the first <laughs> one was Wayfair. Now, Russell, do you know what Wayfair is? No, I've never heard okay, of this. Okay, so... I think it's US only. So it is a furniture like app. You can order furniture and like home furnishings and things like that for your house. Um, and then there was also a BMW app, which is essentially like a shopping app where you can, you can uh, <laughs> yes. spec out your BMW. It was the, uh, it was the little, uh, the i3, the little electric one. And then uh, the more sportier, I think it was the i5 um, that you can, you can basically bring up in virtual or in augmented reality, walk around the car, walk inside the car. You can go into you the car. Press, you go into the car. You could change the interior at will, like all the colors, whatever they had available in their catalog. Um, you can actually uh, interact with some of the buttons inside the car. So for instance, you could turn the radio on um, or I... <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't. I tried. Yeah, I mean, I tried pushing around to see. I'm like, can I turn on the windshield wipers? Can I turn on, you know, the headlamps? <laughs> can but I run none over of that some worked. pedestrians. <laughs> uh, that's Grand Theft Auto. If you want to do that, <laughs> by the way, uh, you don't need a BMW, and please don't do that in a BMW. Um, but the, I also got to look at the Wayfair app. So what they did with theirs is right now the current app. So Wayfair is really good if. You're like me and you're sitting in your living room and you're like, I want to get rid of this love seat. And I want to replace it with something. So Wayfair right now at present lets you put out a little 2D, uh, virtual 2D sort of 
piece of furniture that you can place in your room with a camera. But this one actually turns it into augmented reality. It gives you the actual dimensions related to everything else that it's looking at through the camera. So you're getting like the sort of real world scope of how this piece of furniture is going to come and how it's going to live in your house. It also comes in the box, the size of the box they're going to ship it to you in so that you know how much room it's going to take in your living room when it gets uh, shipped by the UPS man. Um, And I just sort of thought it was really interesting that these two apps were sort of their own category because there's a lot of other shopping augmented reality apps that are coming out. I mean, we know that Lowe's has been working on one that lets you essentially virtually remodel your home and see how, you know, a color of paint is going to look or how some sort of backsplash will look before you go to the Lowe's store and buy it and pick it up and go through that trouble. There's, I think Walgreens is working on an app. That's a drugstore uh, here in America. And then the Gap, but the Gap's app, which we got to see at Google IO was kind of, um, it was kind of lackluster, especially compared to this Wayfair one. Like you couldn't try on the clothes on yourself. You had to try them on on a virtual mannequin, which on sort a better of... looking person. Yes. That's, <laughs> well, that's how just, you sell just, khakis. The, the mannequin <laughs> is supposed to be in your size, but it's just, I'm not going to be able to tell how that actually fits on me. So regardless, I was just sort of thinking about this future of how augmented reality is going to be now be bundled inside these apps. I mean, think about what's going to happen when it becomes really mainstream, you know, with the iPhone. Okay. Because people are really going to catch on when that gets, you know, put out to everybody using an iPhone. Is this going to become like our new future where I am literally trying everything on in a virtual manner before I even bother like clicking purchase? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I don't know if I could get to purchase, but I feel like I could get closer to purchase if that makes sense. So follow me here. We buy a lot of furniture from IKEA because I'm cheap and that's that's a good good hey, quality. Everybody same. agrees. Excellent. Um but the problem is sometimes you're you're looking at their catalogue or whatever online and you're like I don't need to know exactly what this is going to look like in my room because if I want to do that, I'll go out and buy it. But I do need to know like roughly how big it is. Is it going to obscure this window? Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like if AI is good enough just to do that so I can plonk, you know, some IKEA piece of furniture down. And I believe they said that they're making an AI kit up. I, I can plonk that out of my house. I can see roughly, you know, how much of the window does it cover? Where does it sit? From there, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to make the decision to actually go to the store and like, you know, see one in person and, and buy it. I'd, I don't know that I'd ever just click buy right there and then, but maybe I'm just old and conservative. I have to say, uh, I just want to add that I talked to the Wayfair team and um, I actually recognized one of the guys that was there. I had seen him at IO last year, so 2016, and because they were also showing off the Wayfair app in like the Tango tent. And he, by the way, he said to me, the first thing he said is, oh yeah, it was really hot that day. I was like, it's no different this year. It was just as hot. Uh, but they said that they actually have an in-house team that's working on coding in this augmented reality into the Wayfair app, which I thought was very interesting. It's part of their shtick because they're like, we're a tech tech first company and a shopping second. But, you know, it's kind of a fancy way to say we have a lot of uh, developers and engineers in-house that we pay. Like we don't contract, which is great. But I also think it's just what a great um, like more new jobs are going to be made around this little, you know, this little department for these shopping and retail apps. They're like, we now need people to come in and help us recreate our inventory for people at home. <laughs> yeah, it's I just yeah, I, I just wish that most of these AR demos weren't just like shopping apps because it's easy to see the utility of that and the people who are going to fund these apps are the people who expect to make lots of money out of these apps. But it's yeah, it's it's just so 
obvious and it is uh, and also I, I i don't want to be praising the wastefulness of amazon and how these other companies work but it's like if these pants seem interesting seems like they will suit my pants needs on amazon i will they're the price i want to pay i will buy these pants i get the, they, they arrive two days later i try them on say yeah maybe not i put them back and then a, more diesel fuel is expended on trucks and planes to take it back to to amazon and i'm and and i get all my money back uh even when i'm buying like uh, secondhand clothes on ebay almost everybody who does that for a living will give you 30 days to figure out if you like it or not and send it back and i wonder i the, the, but the last thing is like especially for clothes I don't know if I would trust the any clothing store to say, well, give give me your measurements and we'll build like a mannequin based on your measurements. And there has to be in the in the in the design session for that app saying, okay, it's going to technically be the same measurements, but we're going to make sure that the weight is distributed differently, and we're going to make sure that if this person has a big gut, we're going to have like sort of like the in the v, in the in the AR environment, we're going to make sure there's some lighting underneath so you don't see that big shadow of that big sagging belly over the over the belt. So I I don't I just don't trust them to <laughs> to tell me that yeah I don't I I know that maybe spandex might be a little bit more comfortable when you're working out, but no. No, this is not going to look good on you. you know. Cot- <laughs> well, big loose cotton, <laughs> cotton, 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 Andy. <laughs> uh, especially in the summer. Um, I will say that I, I'm really worried that this is going to sort of cheapen augmented reality. And I don't want to say yeah. that to disparage uh, any of these retailers. I don't want to say that to disparage any uh, work that they're doing and actually helping like move augmented reality forward. It's just that I'm really afraid that people are going to see this in every single like shopping app, let's say it just really takes off. And they're going to say, why is, why are they doing this gimmick with me? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust it you know, through this virtual representation, like I'm still going to want to go in. And I just, are, are we just thinking too easily about all this? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. That's why I think that one of the biggest, one of the best gifts that Apple is giving to the AR community is we're just going to release AR kit. We're going to re- release it months ahead of the operating system. We're going to encourage developers just to screw around with it and have fun with it and then <laughs> capture YouTube videos because the stuff that I'm seeing in YouTube about this, just really great, crazy apps that really make you want to, you're right, just want to think broader than how often do I buy a sofa and how hard is it for me to measure the width of my doorway for God's sake? I mean, it is kind of, it is hard for me to do that. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> I am a millennial and my generation, we don't, we don't like to get up. Which is, no, 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 no. You get enough, cra- no, no friendly fire amongst, amongst millennials. Anybody gives <laughs> you crap for being younger and more spry and having more opportunities than Generation X or the boomers. Just tell them to go Thank play you. your vinyl records in a non-ironic fashion. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I appreciate so, that. I have some lightning quick questions for you. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them's just... A super selfish question just for me. Was Johnny Shee there, Asus chairman? Please say yes. No, unfortunately oh, not. Oh, I love that guy so much. Like every single keynote that I've ever not. seen him do is just like, ah, oh, it's just I, I could I could literally watch just his keynotes back to back to back. If you've never seen the the original pad phone announcement, you should look it up on YouTube because it's it's just amazing. 
Okay, I will have to see that. I do have to say, this is, uh, they're having an open house for like another, so when we're recording this, for about another half an hour, it's still open to the public. And this is right next door to uh, ACT, which is where um, you can go see a show in downtown San Francisco. And I am really curious, I... I wish, honestly, I could have been a fly on the wall just to see, like, who the people were that were coming into this pop-up shop, what they were thinking about, what they were saying out loud, how they were reacting to these things. They had some virtual reality stations, too, uh, for the Zenfone AR just to show, yes, it can do Daydream, too, but I didn't, I just wasn't, I wasn't in a VR mood today, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go under the headset. It was all AR and VR. So- Second quick question is, what were your mm-hmm. actual impressions of the phone? Like the AR stuff aside, like do you think this is a phone that people are actually going to want to buy? I don't know because I feel like Asus isn't a huge household name anyway. So, and I, I just kind of feel like with the way Tango's been going, like this is just another way to just make it a little more consumer friendly, but maybe not for like the every consumer, but for like you and me, because it is a lot. And, and, uh, Andy, yes, of course. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That I made that so awkward. Um, it's, uh, it's thin, it's an Android phone. It's cool. But I mean, I have to use, I have to see how hot is it going to get when I'm actually using augmented reality? How, you know, long (laughs) is the battery last? Do people sound good on it? Will it come with a bunch of bloatware, which a lot of Asus phones usually do? So I, that's a non-answer, but I, I'm not sure yet. Not. <laughs> well, speaking of non-answers. <laughs> no, actually, nothing. nothing, nothing oh, Andy, dangerous. after that brilliant I'll, transition I'll, you I'll, had I'll, last I'll week, to, this is what you give me? No, no, I was I was just I was See, I, there's so much magic happening right in front of me that I just didn't want to interrupt the flow. Uh, and also, I've, I've been a little bit disappointed. Now, if listeners, I do have to admit that I wasn't just being, uh, uh, you know, puckishly just saying, "Oh, I'm just going to shut up for two minutes." Yeah, I'm going to be talking about something later, and I, f- I forgot to bring it into the office, so I had to run out of the office, and it was in a bag, and it was not in the bag that I thought it was. So, I, and I came back in. Did so you put I- it in a Ziploc bag with a bunch of money? <laughs> Did you put it in the wrong bag, the one you were going to drop off after the podcast? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to make it illicit. Again, I, I, I am a freelance journalist in a rapidly collapsing print market. If there is money, it doesn't leave the house. It will just immediately be scanned <laughs> and then duplicated and then used to pay off my many, many, many creditors. I mean, it's just that I'm just so – I've just got so much – to do it's too hard to keep track of these bits of hardware around the house i mean i just wish that some i i really wish i should just like offload a lot of my responsibilities uh, to the work that i do you know to like other services that can do it 10 times better than me and probably would cost a lot less too like i mean over, over here to the left of my to the left of my computer i've got you know, this big server that like i do hosting of like my own projects on and i mean do you realize that i have not fed myself or bathed or slept in nine days because of just doing like file maintenance on this server, I can't. I can't realize my full potential of these brilliant software deployed web apps that I want to create. Because I'm just spending so much darn time maintaining the server. But what can I do about it? Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm host. I'm, Andy, I'm host. Andy, I do Andy, do I have the solution for you? You're not going to believe this, and listeners. You want to know what's in Andy's bag. You have to stay tuned for, for after this bit. But Andy, first, we've got to solve your problem first. Um, it just so happens that we have yet another returning sponsor, our friends at Linode, who Andy can help you 
get set up in seconds with their fast, powerful hosting. So you don't need that physical server sitting there next to you. They have easy to understand tools, uh, every Linux distro under the sun that you could imagine, all the flexibility. And you might be asking yourself, like Andy probably paid a few thousand dollars for this server, how much is it going to cost me? $5 a month is all it costs to get a Linux server with one gigabyte of RAM in the in the cloud, which is where you Holy put... cats. That's where you put all your stuff, is it not? In the cloud, am I correct? Uh, so whether you're just getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is the right choice for you. They offer the fastest hardware and network with fantastic customer support behind it all. Uh, it's never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They guarantee 99.9% uptime for your server availability. And once your server is up, their dedicated team make sure that it stays that way. Uh, it's great for things like hosting large databases, Maybe you want to run your own mail server. You want to run your private Git server so they remain private. You want to make some powerful applications like Andy's thinking about doing. All that stuff and more. You know, Linode is definitely worth checking out. Um, like I said, you can get a server with one gig of RAM for just $5 a month. You can go all the way up to 16 gig of RAM for $60 a month. Um, as a listener of this show, if you go to linode.com slash material, that's L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us but you get $20 towards your first Linode plan and you'll get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So nothing to lose and no diesel being burnt either way. Like they'll just give you your money back. No truck needs to drive it to your door. So go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit or you can use the promo code material2017 at checkout. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting the show. Now, Andy, we need to know what, what is in the bag. The listeners are just, they're on edge. They're like, what has Andy is got money? in his bag? <laughs> is well, I hope so. It's all those $1 you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, it's 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 the new Motorola. Uh, I keep they think the Motorola Z2 Force. That was why I was in New York yesterday for their media event. Oh, uh, so to, thin. Or their launch event for it. Oh, it's got lots yeah, of pins on the back. See, that's yeah. It's, it's exactly. It's they're they're definitely sticking to like what they were. They're really sticking to this uh, Moto Mods concept. This idea of you could be able to. We'll have the basic phone. We'll have these like copper exposed pins on the back and you can have backs that just simply magnetically clack right onto it whether it's purely decorative and actually it's i kind of like the idea of these purely decorative mods because it's like having a really really cool case but it doesn't make it like eight times as big as it originally was and it's made out of walnut and bamboo or it has a canadian flag if you're considering changing your citizenship for some reason uh or accessories uh like it mean it allowed because it's getting power and data uh, it allows, it really allows them to add actual hardware features to the thing, which is something that, again, instinctively I like. I like it in principle because I, I think that I'm kind of getting tired of the idea of all these companies, especially when they're making a flagship phone. This is really a flagship-grade phone. Uh, trying to say, well, we're going to have to make one phone that everybody will like, and if something that you like isn't on it, it's because there are not enough of you liking this thing. Whereas you can say, well, actually, I really do – want to have a really great uh, even better camera than what you, whatever you put onto it i'm willing to spend an extra 200 dollars for that i just don't want to have to carry an extra extra camera whatever you buy a camera and then you clack it on there uh but it's it's it is it's they had a couple of really interesting mods that they showed off uh, jbl has their speaker mod so imagine it it's so really just, it clacks onto the back it, it it sticks so well that it, and it blends in so well that it feels like it was built into the phone itself but it's an actual fairly credible a set of speakers that if you just like to listen to music while you're cleaning house, it's not you're not going to have a house party based on this. But it's nice to get actual bass out of out of a phone, uh, and also it's it kind of helps out that uh, if you if you if, if let's say you had a phone that didn't have a headphone jack, you may as well have some actual amplified speakers uh, because yes, they made the body even thinner. 
And so there is no headphone jack on here anywhere. You get uh, USB-C and a dongle uh, to make it work. Uh, and they did make it <laughs> they did make it thinner, but that also meant that they made the battery like about a thousand milliamp hours weaker than last year's model. Uh, and then you say, oh, but, but my goodness, look how thin this is. Like, yeah, but I'm keeping my hand covering the camera bump, which actually it feels like it makes it fifty percent thicker. That's a really, huge it, bump. It really is like having a quarter. It's in the middle <laughs> of the phone as well. More than, oh, no, more than a quarter. It's just the yeah, perspective. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. and and it course, does look like a person. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 minion like. It you should just make a minion's case for it, and and but it makes it but it also makes you think about so. Just to, to accommodate having these clip-on backs, so I think part of the reason was we make it thinner, then the entire phone won't be ungodly thick when we slap on this back. And okay, if you want to be if if you want to be positive about this, if you really want a lot of battery, you can buy a battery back to it. Yeah, that will yeah. make it just about as thick as a normal phone, but maybe give you like four or five thousand milliamp hours total. Okay, so maybe that's not too bad, but this is already an eight hundred dollar flagship phone. And you're wondering, you're, you're you're sitting there stoically as somebody tells you, just give us extra money and we will give you the functionality that we took away from last year. So I'm I'm not terribly happy about that. Uh, the camera is the you know you, you gotta you you can't get a phone off the ground unless you have more more than one lens. This is so twin twelve megapixel lenses, but. Whereas a lot of manufacturers are doing one is telephoto, one is normal, they're just doing it for depth sensing. So you can have the background de-blur, you can have uh, background in black and white, but these are things that we saw in like LG a few years ago. So if you like it, great. If you don't, it won't necessarily make you take better pictures. I, I was such a whirlwind going in and out of New York yesterday that I didn't even have a chance to take a walk with it and take pictures with it yet. I'm going to go out in Boston tomorrow and see what it's like. I was going to ask if you had your library walk with the phone yet. Uh, no, but that's tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, the the screen is beautiful, so let's 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 applaud that. It also has the it also carries forward the uh, tradition of Motorola. Of I love the, Motorola does two things that I love. One of them is to make awesome, really inexpensive phones. This is not that really inexpensive phone, but it's not like they're not going to make those anymore. So let's move on from that. Uh, but they also have the habit of looking at stock Android and saying we will only ch- improve things that we can make a case that needs improving. We're not going to reskin anything. We're not going to change the shape of icons or buttons or anything like that we're not going to take a service that google offers that's excellent and call it no no no. we instead we have moto docs now with boldface and italics like okay thank you i think we'll use the google docs app instead so so they, they continue they continue to do that so it has the all those cool stuff where if you just twist it it launches the camera app uh if your camera app is launched it will also like switch between the front and the back lenses it'll do things like having the persistently on display uh they they actually added a couple of tweaks to that where uh you're used to having notifications simply appear if you have if you have the the phone on the table face up with the screen side up it will because it's OLED, it can actually light up some pixels without draining your battery. So it'll just give you, ahem, there is a new voicemail. You've, you've, you have it on silent, but there is a new voicemail. But now these are actually now actionable. So if there's like a message, you can actually quickly reply to it without having to wake up the entire phone because there's going to be oh, one little awesome. control you can do. So yeah, so there's little, exactly, little tweaks like that that you hope bleed into other phones. Uh, but I can't. it's hard for me to get around the idea of 
uh, <laughs> again, eight hundred dollars. Now, now you now you really are in the position where okay, so now let's compare it with last year's Pixel and this year's Pixel Two. We really have to compare it to the Galaxy S8 in that class, and it does and it does have all the features that you want: uh, four gigs of RAM, sixty-four gigs uh, of storage, up to two terabytes via micro SD, which is kind of insane. Uh, I really like their networking features. It has a, a gigabit LTE, which is going to be kind of a big deal if you're going to keep your phone for more than more than the next eight months, uh, because in in the U.S. at the very least, uh, all the networks are trying to get this really really fast mobile broadband. Um, it's still a little bit up in the air, at least in the U.S. with all these different carriers coming out with different. We fixed it in a certain way to make it better and also prevent you from buying your phones from anybody else but our stores. Uh, <laughs> so, but but that that's going to be a big deal. I think it also has uh, it will support Bluetooth five uh, when uh, when Android O comes out at the end of the year. Uh, so it's it's a very future proof phone. It's just hard for me to it's hard for me to figure out if I should tell people you've got eight hundred dollars to spend on a new phone. You should definitely spend it on this one. Um, I mean the the mo and the 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 marts are cool, but you also see kind of where there's limitations. Like uh, there of course there can't be a fingerprint sensor on the back, which is where I like fingerprint sensors to be. So the sensor has to be like iPhone style on the bottom of the screen. Although they, they did do some nice things. Remember we were talking after Google I.O., uh, the accessibility video uh, at Google I.O. was telling was talking about how uh, in the lab they'd figured out that, gee, with the, sense, with the fingerprint sensor on the bottom, what if we allow people to use that to navigate the interface because it's something that you can find by touch and allow you to swipe down, swipe up, tap, things like that. So they've actually... Uh, so they've actually added that as Moto Actions, where so basically, if you want to get rid of all, the entire like Google system buttons on the bottom, you can actually reclaim all that screen real estate and use just the fingerprint sensor for home swipe swipe. Uh, to, I think from right to left to get uh, the apps button, swipe from left to right to get uh, the uh, the other button, the, the back button. So that's that, that's an interesting idea. I kind of I kind of wish they'd had it on the back, and I could still do it that way because there's I've just been reprogrammed to doing it. Uh, but the other the uh, other two mods that worth talking about, uh, they have they have a gamepad uh, uh, Moto mod, so it just clacks in, and now you get sort of like a Nintendo Switch style left right set of, of joysticks and, and D pads and stuff like that. Uh, and they're making the and they're making the case that well, yes, well because it's not Bluetooth, there's no lag whatsoever. So now you also, but now I was over. I was overhearing an actual game, uh, a gaming columnist complain about how the buttons aren't 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 responsive enough, and there's a mushy feel to it. So okay, you're not going to make a whole different people, a bunch of people uh, excited or disappointed. And the other one was the Moto Mod the, that I came home with, which is the 360 degree camera. So this is. The, the the visual picture of the air, if you can imagine just slapping this on and suddenly clacks on, and now you've got a phone that's not ter not stupidly thick. It's maybe twice as thick, but it was a thin phone to begin with. But now you also get this sort of periscope <laughs> lens in front of it with a rubber lens cap that will shoot 360... <laughs> That will shoot 360-degree pictures, and now the Motorola logo is, actually, is also a button. That's... And uh, again points for creativity and i'm a big fan of 360 degree photos but the reason why i'm a big fan of 360 degree photos is because i've had them the the samsung gear 360 version 2 camera since march which is granted it doesn't click right onto the phone granted i do have to find a way of transferring the picture from the device to the to the phone 
Uh, but this thing, rest this Moto mod that does nothing unless you've got it clicked onto a, a Motorola phone costs, I think, $299. The Gear VR, the Gear 360 costs $229. Uh, you can also use it with iPhones. It's actually a lot more practical because it's almost like a salt shaker. It's so tiny to use. So once again, it's even if... Even if I've had this 20-minute conversation with somebody and they said, thank you for all your information, and now I am I really do think that I'm one of those people that would love a Moto, a, a, a Moto Z2 Force, uh, they would still walk away saying, and where can I buy that Gear, 360, that Gear 360 camera? Because I certainly don't want the Moto mod, but that extra <laughs> camera sounds like a really cool idea. So, I mean, it's, it was... I, I want. I hope they keep going with this. I hope they keep making phones. Maybe what they do best is not the eight hundred dollar super premium flagship phone, uh, even though it has some nice features to it. Oh, oh, the, oh, the last thing is that they do. It like last year's model. It has the quote shatterproof unquote screen. Um, I am not. I just have, have this. I just have, have this now. It? Test it now. I have not test. I've not tested it yet. This is this is one of the great things about my job. These are like loners. So even if they don't necessarily ask for them back, like at the end of the loan period, it's like I know that this isn't my phone. And if they've, and especially if they have, if if Apple says that you can submerge this in water up to one meter for up to thirty minutes, that gives me carte blanche to actually walk to a public to to a public like uh, fountain and just drop it in there and just do nothing for ten minutes, just see what happens. So yes, you, <laughs> they're, but they're 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 being very very deliberate, saying no no you there's no problem just dropping you if you want to test it by by throwing it to the or by, by all means do it because not only it does it is it quote shatterproof unquote but there's also a four-year guarantee that says if you do break the screen we will replace that screen for you now i did have a very close conversation <laughs> with them about okay define guarantee <laughs> and <laughs> define screen breaking and so essentially what they're what they're saying is that if the actual screen itself somehow breaks, no, you're on your own. But if the what they what they're calling the lens, which would be the thing that they put on the top of it that they think is shatterproof and they think will prevent the screen from shattering, if that breaks, you're good. Uh, so we'll find, we'll find out that's going to be now normally like if I, if I have a half a, a notion that they're not going to necessarily ask for this back, I, I never give them away. I never sell them. I never, I, I never, I never use them personally after the review period is up, but I will take good care of a loaner phone that I'm probably not gonna have to take back. Cause it's good to have it in the library to check things six, four, six, eight, nine months later, especially when we're doing camera tests. This one, it's going to be Okay. It is the last three days before I publish my review. It is now time for me to essentially drop it off the side of my bike as I'm going 20 miles an hour over over a concrete bridge pass. I am definitely going to drop it off of increasingly tall things just to see what it would take to break this thing. Now, I, I won't continue to I won't continue to abuse it until the screen breaks. But I'm saying that anything that could conceivably happen to a phone to cause the screen to break. This is going to be done by me to this phone. So I've got thirty. I've got thirty days before uh, I'm supposed to send this back. So you might. I might have some really cool Instagram pictures posted around day twenty seven, twenty eight. I'm just saying. I can't wait to see the verdict. I'm really looking forward. <laughs> I'm already seeing people on the Twitters say that uh, it is very scratchy. It's uh, very prone to scratching. That little screen on the uh, yeah. Z2 Force. It's not it's it's not Gorilla Glass, so it's not scratch resistant. They really put mm. all of their money into shatterproof, and I don't know if that's a good idea because if you're worried about mm. the screen breaking, number one, don't 
be an idiot and take care of your phone. And number two, you were probably going to put it in a case anyway because cases make things look cool, and the case will probably take care of 70 to 80% of any problem you might have. I, I have dropped my uh, my Nexus uh, 5X so, so many times. By, yes, by being careless, like taking something out of my pocket that I didn't realize I was taking the phone out of the pocket too. Or yes, I was coming to, yes, I thought, okay, what, what do I need to take back upstairs uh, with me out, out of the out of the office? Okay, I need the laptop. Yes, I need this. Oh, right. I need this jacket because I'm going to take you there. And then I thought I had my hand. Yeah. And so it wound up going right onto the tile floor. So I'm saying that, yeah, maybe, but but yeah, I could scratch the hell out of this screen just by keeping it in my pocket. And I'm guessing that that might happen. So that's an excellent point. We should do a check-in next week. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you how that it's doing. I'm going to be very curious. Maybe you, you, you've given me an, an idea. Maybe I'll do like a double test. But I'll just like get like like a maybe nine to ten feet of like light nylon rope and just take this phone on a good drag behind the bike with me oh. to see. <laughs> no, number one, is the screen still working or is this or is it not still working? It's still working great. Is the how bad does the cover does the cover look? I, I got I gotta have like an old phone with Gorilla Glass on it that I can compare this to. I got it. <laughs> Andy, this I don't know why this makes me wince. The whole idea of dragging phones behind bikes. It I don't know. Just like uh, that's. But do you have feelings for, for phones? I think I do have feelings for phones. I have, I have a lot <laughs> well, of feelings you know, for phones. You know, you know, you know who else got dragged on a rope behind like a, a, a speeding vehicle? Indiana Jones. And you know what? He came out of that pretty okay. It's true. He's the only person who didn't who came out of it okay. So I wouldn't worry too much about our friend Motorola. I think this this Motorola phone has got spunk and pluck and moxie. And I think it's going to get <laughs> kind of destroyed. But, but maybe not. The maybe VR not. camera is like Prove me wrong. Prove me $300. wrong. $300. 300. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's, is that is that a battery in that case as well with the camera? Because it's it's very yeah, fat uh, for just yeah. yeah it, it also it also, well. right, it also has a battery, so it's not going to cost you much. So that's like I said, if if Motorola did every if Motorola did the this this phone only this, they found a way to make it five hundred dollars, and really what they were chiefly selling to me is that if you want to make it a little thicker, you will get absolutely we promise you all day battery life if you want to make it about the size of a slice of bread and a very good sandwich you can take it for an entire week without even that alone would make it really really cool so i'm not i'm not dishing on it right now i'm just saying 800 bucks for this phone is a is a big ask i think it is i'm sitting here with my marketing hat on andy and i'm kind of wondering why when you buy the phone from them, they don't force you to pick an accessory. So you could say the phone's $800 and you can pick from one of the following like, five um, accessories. I will say the way the carriers have been doing it in the oh, United States is that, well, and you'll see the billboards for this, the ads for this, by the way, like on the freeway. You'll see it says Verizon, get the Modo with one free JBL <laughs> speaker. So it's like that's, you know, that's kind of yeah. how they. Damn it. Marketing people really already win. took my idea. A lot of them are giving away the the Pico projector, which is yes, it's, it's oh, an yeah, actual like true. actual video projector as a camp as a back <laughs> because because you know what you, you want to watch movies everywhere and who wants to take Always. away a cigarette pack sized device? It's, and it's yes, it's kind of a crummy projector too because all Pico projectors are not. It is. It's not very efficient. <laughs> if you're if you're in a if you're in like an absolutely pitch dark room, and you can it's okay can, it will it will tra- it will tra- photo i will say that photons will leave the device and bounce off that wall if it's perfectly white and then those photons many of them if not most of them will bounce back on to 
something that is photoreceptive inside your face. Beyond that, I'm not sure that I want to make any promises about how well this projector works. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an exciting product pinch. I want one now. I guess this kind of accessory stuff is always interesting. Like you see it with high-end camera manufacturers. I think the only reason they can sell you tons of lenses and they're really expensive and, and all that other stuff is because you know if you buy like a Canon or a Nikon or a Sony camera today and you can buy a lens from like five years ago, you can buy one now, it'll still work in, with the camera from five years' time. I feel like... Two years, we're not quite at the point where I'd go out and show out 300 bucks for a 360-degree camera unless I can be confident that it will work on you know, next year's phone and the, the phone the year after and unless I can be confident that I actually want to be locked into the Motorola ecosystem as well because that's another big deal. Like You've got all these Android manufacturers competing with each other. If Motorola does something monumentally stupid you know, the, the next time it's time for me to buy a phone, I've got all these accessories. I'm like, what do I do? Do I buy the better phone or do I buy the worst phone that I can still plug my stuff into? I don't, yeah. It's a hard yeah. sell. I mean, I would I would consider this this 360 degree camera type of add-on if it were just a much, much better like static camera. You know, if it were we, we put a Sony sensor in this, it actually also has a, an actual strobe flash. Uh, they did. They actually did that with the release last year with the quote Hasselblad unquote back mm-hmm, that wound up mm-hmm. taking far far worse pictures than just the built-in <laughs> camera actually took. Oh, and the loud loud sound that you can hear <laughs> yeah. in every video. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But like, I, I have to I, I, even just like carrying this home with me in my pocket. I I, I, uh, I had it in my pocket in case there was an opportunity to take pictures and stuff. It feels I felt even coming from me, I felt like kind of a dork holding this phone that had this sort of like this like sort of Wonder Woman star <laughs> poking out from. No, no uh, what, what, what am I thinking of? It's like what was who Nibbler Nibbler the uh, the the alien from from Futurama. Uh, the alien from Futurama that had like yes. that one eyeball sort of sticking out from the top, and if it were yes, thank you. I don't, I don't need help. I'm, I, I can disparage this product on my own. Thank you very much, Google. <laughs> so yes, again, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'll, I'll shut up and I'll make sure that I end by saying that I have had it in my possession for all of like 24. Uh, 24 36 hours of which i have not had any time to really play with it this is just like 30 or 40 minutes during after after the event in the demo room make, screwing around with it and also going over my notes from the briefing stuff and i'm thinking okay I, again prove me wrong <laughs> yeah i guess we'll have to see the, what the rest of the yeah what andy thinks of this phone oh. i guess after a few weeks of use i'm, I'm we're going to check in andy we want to know one, I guess, what you think of it after you've taken it to the public library. Two, after you've—I can't believe I'm saying this—dragged it off the back of your bike or dropped it off some bridges. Yes. It'd be interesting to see what happens there, as well. Although, as a professional, as a professional journalist, I will be sure to take the pictures first, then drag it behind the bikes. I don't think that would be uh, fair. That, that's otherwise. why you're the journalist, and I'm not. I would have done it the other way around. Hmm. I'm just saying you should yell. This is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the gold, Spencer? <laughs> You think you take gold from me? I'll let you get away with it. No, Spencer. That's not how it works, Spencer. <laughs> well, I got the, the, uh, but I'm, <coughs> I, I did get, I, I will tell one small story bef- right before this. I, I, had, I had to leave the house at 5 a.m. for my train to New York for the 11 a.m. thing. 
And like, so I'm, I'm, I'm up at 4 a.m. and I'm getting things together. And that's when I see on my Nexus 6P an update to the Android O beta is ready for download. Would you like to download and install it? And then like the camera does that rack zoom pull focus. As you can see that bad thoughts are entering Andy's <laughs> head. Say, Let's see. I'm going to have a really busy day where it's nine hours, but there's not going to be one minute where I have one moment to myself. It's just meetings and busy things. Should I install an untested version of a beta operator? system on my phone before i do that and then said yeah hell yeah i'm gonna install the hell out of it but before you think i'm too much uh, i'm that much of a, of a maverick i also made i also the last thing did was say okay is the south is the is is the galaxy s8 charge up yes do i i will make sure i put that in my bag along with the sim extractor tool that's in my wallet to know that if something bad happens i can just pull my sim card and do a swap and have a working android end phone Good thinking. <laughs> and he's like, I like to live dangerously, but not that dangerously. Still, still need the backup phone. Um, I, I did a very similar thing, Andy. I, I felt a bit left out. You know, Flo was going to this Asus event. Uh, you were going to the Motorola one. I'm like, what can I do for the show? And then I got the same email you did from Google. They're like, here's developer preview four. Um, it's so you're one ahead. What's that? Are you so that's one ahead of the one of the public bit. I'm on the public bit, another developer preview. Oh, I haven't. No, I believe they're the same thing. Uh, is there a public beta okay. that's separate to that? I think I'm confusing this with iOS maybe. I think it's the same for everybody. This is developer preview 4, possibly also called something else for. Um, GP4. 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 Yeah, the forening. It's it's like those uh, Fast and Furious movies. We're only up to four. There's probably seven to go. No, um, in, in all seriousness, I, I read the email and they're like, this is the one This that they were calling it a release candidate. They said this is potentially what's going out to users when uh, Android O ships. They didn't say when Android O ships, by the way, but I'm guessing um, from previous years it's anywhere from a few weeks to maybe like a month or so away. Um, they were also saying that as developers we can now build against Android O, which if you don't know what that means, it just means you can actually go into um, Android Studio, the development tool that we use. You can say, I want to put Android O features in and you can use all the libraries and things. And then you could do that before, but Google now actually lets you submit those to the those apps to the store as well. So if you're a developer super excited about all the Android O features, um, you can now actually bundle them into your, to your main app, which is that's really interesting. That's a sign for for developers that you know this this operating system is ready to go. So I thought it's it's about time I installed this on a phone. So I had to power down my poor Galaxy S8, put it in a bag. I got out my Pixel <laughs> that I used to use so lovingly, and um, I installed the developer beta on here. There wasn't I didn't have any of the previous ones, so it wasn't an upgrade. And I just want to give you a few super quick impressions from some of the things I noticed because I haven't done developer preview one, two, and three, like apart from just playing with them on another phone. So th there's a few things that just jumped out at me straight away. And one is the the kind of cool little notification that stuff that they now have in Android O. So what happens is, uh, let's say your Twitter app or your um, inbox app or your, you know, your podcasting app sort of sends you a notification, you end up with this little colored dot in the top right-hand corner of the icon. And I've noticed that the dot is actually colored based on the icon. So the Google Play Store has like a light blue dot. Pocket Cast has like a, a light red one. Some of the other apps have sort of dots that match the color. And at first I'm like, dots? I don't know how I feel about dots littering my icons. Like that feels a bit busy. But what happens is then you can do the, the standard sort of long press gesture where you get a menu that pops out of the app icon. And then the interesting part is all the notifications that that app has put up into your notifications area actually appear as tiny little teeny-weeny notifications in this thing too, which at first you're like, oh, that's cool but weird, but you can actually swipe those away like right there and then, which is 
I don't know. Like you have to sort of see this in practice. It's not going to make a lot of sense if I'm just explaining it. But I actually like that feature. Um, you can just kind of swipe those away. The the actual menu items that come up are rearrangeable now. I don't I don't think that was the thing before. There's also a little um, widget button like in that same pop-up menu. So if your app um, has a widget or more than one widget that goes with it, instead of having to long press into your screen and trying to browse, you know, 600 different widgets from all the apps you got installed, you can just see the apps for that. Uh, sorry, the widgets for that one app, and you can drag them straight from there um, into your, you know, launcher, which is, I, I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. Um, it's got the new uh, adaptive icon stuff, which means that as developers um, we get to set, I guess the, the easiest way to think about it is we get to set our icon as the foreground image and we get to specify either another image or a colour that goes behind it. And the idea there is if Google makes round icons, right, our icon is always the same shape and they can put some kind of round symbol behind it and we say, hey, that's that's red, please. Um, if Samsung makes a squircle, I think well, that's what the cool kids call it, mm-hmm. like a squarey, circly one, they can I do... just use that word today. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're so smart. You're like, squircle, squircle, squircle. He's, he's a cool Pokemon, by the way. Um, but the, the thing is, like, this is, as developers, is cool because you get more control of how your icon looks on... Um, a Samsung phone and on LG phones and other phones that don't have circular interfaces. But the really interesting part is if you if you dig through and you read what some of the Google um, designers are saying about this, it turns out that it, the second you compile your app against um, Android O, if you haven't implemented this adaptive icon thing as a developer, they're just going to start putting your icons on dinner plates. That's what I call them. I don't know what the technical term is, but you know how you have the... <laughs> You know, you have the Dorito that is the Play Music Those app. are actually called chargers. Um, chargers. I'll have you know, Russell. Wow. The charger goes underneath the dinner plate. That's what gives it, which goes on top of the tablecloth. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> I did not know that. I've learned something. The charger. Do, do the forks go on the left or the right? I've always wondered this. I, I haven't gotten that far. You should oh, know better okay. than me because you have a monarchy. I don't. <laughs> I will ask know. the queen at, at my next convenience. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting that they're just saying we're going to start enforcing this so that the second that you build against Android O, um, your icon's <laughs> going to get a squircled or circled or whatever, like whether you like it or not. And I know that sounds that sounds a bit forceful, but I really like it. Um, uh, Nick Butcher, I'll, I'll try and link to his post in um, in our show notes, uh, one of the designers over at um, the Google uh, designer relations, I think they, they call themselves. Um, he was basically saying that the original idea was to to have icons be unique, you know, let them all do their own drop shadows and their own shapes and their own sizes. And that was that was a really, really cool idea. But the problem is in practice what happened is when every single icon did its own version of a drop shadow, its own version of a shape, its own size even, um, when everything is unique, I think he said, like nothing ends up being unique. Your phone is just covered in in weirdly like different sized icons and stuff. And I know a few people out there might like this, but I'm kind of for the consistency. Like I think we're at, we're at a point now in, um, you know, Android app development where things are fairly mature. Like people know how to design icons. There are some amazing designers doing amazing work. I think now you almost need those guidelines that says, ah, like icons are this big, they're this shape. You don't get to control the shape, but what you do in the foreground of that is is still your brand, is still your icon. I, I actually think that's a cool compromise. I don't know how, how you two feel about it. Well, I, I mean, I understand this idea of having like consistency and having a consistent interface and just having things like look nicely together. And I know how bad Android can look. I know how bad it can get because I have been there and I have done that to myself and I have been with Android for so long. So I know how bad things used to be, but I don't know. I don't even have the Android of developer preview, so I probably shouldn't even be like 
pining much because that's something that I intend to do this weekend. Finally going to bust out the Nexus 6P and like just kind of, I think I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to sit with it in silence and I'm just going to get to know it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to get to know each other. Remember, like a vampire, you have to invite it in. Yes, it's true. Read it. <laughs> Work its evil. But there's there's it's so true. there's so much that that I love about O so far, and I will say that the betas I've been running, I didn't I didn't jump on board with the first one. I think the first one I actually installed was the previous one to this one, and it's been very very stable. the The only thing that doesn't work is that I've got a banking app that the the fingerprint reader doesn't work with for some reason, mm. and also a. I, maybe they've just changed the relationship between your photo library and the apps, but now it turns it for for the longest time. If I want to take a photo I've already taken out of my library and uh, access it with Instagram or something, I can no longer just tap the button in Instagram and pluck it out of the gallery because it just won't show up. I will have to share it from the Photos app. Maybe it's it might be something I don't understand. Something has Sounds changed. Like a bug. Minimally. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't figure it out. I have to, I have to, I'll have to dig to find it. But there are lots of, especially with the launcher, uh, they've added some, some this really cool stuff where, like, if you've, uh, I missed this feature for the longest time. If you long press on on an app icon, now you get app shortcuts. That's been around for a while, so that's on your phone right now. But now they've added a feature where, you know what? If let's say when you, uh, if you hold down, uh, hold down the the your contacts manager and it says create a new uh, create a new contact. And do you use that a lot? Well, if you want to, instead of having a long press, why don't you just like drag it out of there and make it its own shortcut? So now you have an app. Now you have a, an icon shortcut on your home screen that simply says create a new contact or take a selfie or sync sync my data right now. Um, they're also I haven't seen this working though, but they've also added that that functionality to widgets where now instead of having to long press and then go, look scroll through a list of every app and its widgets to get the one you want, it's you know what? I think I would like to have Google Keep uh, window right here on this bottom half of the screen, supposedly at the bottom of that long press will be here's the widget. Do you want it? Okay, great. I'll just drag it right out of there and put it there. So this isn't it great when you see it's it's fun when you when a operating system is kind of new and every time it's like watching a to, watching a toddler that couldn't really speak and couldn't really walk figure out walking and figure out how to talk and then how to sing little made up songs we 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 got past that in iOS and Android a while ago but now it's like we have we have done this so we, we are now at the point where we're refining things that that seem like simple little things but now we think this is really really important like when you have like an opera singer who's been singing a classic role now for 15 years and now they have if they've mastered this role now it's like i wonder if there's an opportunity to make this passage a little better by doing things a little bit different and that's what it's been feeling like with android o for me or teaching a teenager how to drive <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's something I hope I never have to do. Like I'm hoping my kids are like six or seven years away from driving. Just figure out the they're whole driving. They're never going to be teenagers. Yeah, happens, they're just, there, there, there will there will be no no no. Again, you're you're the you're the first generation of parents that could say, "Don't worry. By the time they're they're old enough to drive, there will be no more cars." That's true. <laughs> they will that's be no true. more They'll driving. Just, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Oh, the rate we're going, oh, oh. <laughs> pulling my collar. Oh, so a, a few, a few quick other things to say about the beta. Um, again, it's a beta, so install at your own risk. Obviously, if you mm-hmm. have really important stuff to do on your phone, be careful. But uh, stability-wise, I've, I've found it really good. I haven't had any of my apps have weird crashes. I haven't had the OS crash on me. Um, the battery life seems okay as well. I wouldn't describe it as wonderful, but it's, it's definitely not burn your phone sort of hot in under an hour or anything like that. It's it seems pretty decent. So I think 
in terms of like what shape is Android O in, like before it heads out the door, it seems like it's in pretty good shape on the, on the Pixel at least. Yeah, I think I used, last year I did the developer preview right before the official launch of, what, what are we on now? No good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we've had Android for so long now, I'm starting to actually lose track of what number we're on. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know the number. <laughs> that long. 22, 23? Yeah, I don't. I, I've lost track. I, you know, it's Android. <laughs> it's wonderful. I just, I, you guys got me excited, so I can't wait to. But I, I'm wary to to switch over first because I just got a nice little like launcher, a custom launcher situation going on right now. So I really don't want to mess with that. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes owning your phones and stuff like this, or like being like a kid in a military family. Just by the time you've, you've got all your books and your toys <laughs> where you where you like them, you're moving someplace else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad metaphor, but yes. And you will make friends, military kids. Yes. You will make friends. It'll be fine. It's actually, I looked it up. It's We're up to Android version 26. So it's kind of like Windows where if you add up all the versions of Windows, you don't really get to 10. I don't know how we got to 26, but that's a lot of releases of Android. Woo. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted just thinking about that, so perhaps yeah. we should end with that. Uh, <laughs> Flo, where can people drink in the awesomeness that is Flo? Uh, well, I've serving up my ties at Snapchat and Twitter at Oh That Flow. Um, you can maybe come and sip on a little gin and tonic on Tuesdays that I'm all, at and all about Android or uh, just come find me at FlorenceIon.com to see where I'm writing. It's, it's a I good lost drinking on the show. Alcohol. I lost on the alcohol <laughs> metaphors by the time I got to that last bit. And we're, and we're not talking about shame drinking either. We're not talking no. about that's where that's where you go to the car. You'll have something so the people, your family can't hear you crying as you find the little place in the little center console of the car where you hid the little nips Peach of snaps. the gin. We're talking, about, we're talking about a brandy. You're, you're in a smoking jacket. You're in that little fez with the, yeah. with the tassel because it's a, it's a sophisticated show of intelligent Very conversation sophisticated. with sophisticated yes. people in it. Yes, Russell, how is life in Australia, and how can people can plug into this to the to the missives of life as a software developer in this world, this planet, this reality? And well, Andy, down under, you can go to twitter.com/slash/rustyself. I can't offer you the classy kind of alcohols that that Flo is offering. I can maybe offer you a, a ton of Fosters and some singlets because no one here wears singlets and no one here drinks Fosters. So it, you know, if the rest of the world <laughs> wants some of it. Feel free. I, I'll give away as much as you want. Like this is this is the lifestyle. I'll also throw in a pair of I think you guys call them flip flops. They technically should be called thongs, but I know there's connotations there. So let's <laughs> let's go with the flip flops. You can blame Cisco for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that. You see, I'm, 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 I'm hip with the music of the millennials. <laughs> Right now, there's a listener who's like, not, I'm wearing one. How did you know, Flo? Damn. It's not me. all nine inch nails and counting crows up here. You know, we, we were. <laughs> uh, and you can read my stuff if you can spell my name. I'm Anatko on Twitter. I'm Anatko on Instagram. And my blog is at anatko.com. The tech stuff I write for pay is at suntimes.com, the, uh, the website of the mighty Chicago Sun Times with new owners that I hope think that I'm worth keeping on because I'm. In addition to writing, uh, I'm not a licensed electrician or plumber, but I used to help my dad around all summer long. So light contracting around the offices, you want to pay extra for that. Um, I don't have kids, let alone sick kids, so from the insurance plan. So 
I, just in case some of the new owners are uh, listening right now. Anyway, but that, that, that's that's me. That's not everybody else's problem. It's just me. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Hope you have a great week. Until then, our next show, remember that all else is immaterial. 